Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter and founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two, with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in. So my guest today is Ryan R. Sullivan, CEO of podcastprinciples.com. So for the past three years, Ryan has dedicated his life to podcasts. After losing a podcast guest to a car accident in 2019 and then meeting Gary Vee the same year and learning from both experiences, Ryan made the decision to help other people launch podcasts. He began Podcast Principles in 2020 and has helped over 40 creators to launch their own shows since then. He helps personal brands launch podcasts from start to finish, including production, distribution, guesting, and more. So today we're gonna dive into content demand, attention spans of listeners and viewers, and tips on ways to make your podcast video stand out. Let's jump in. Okay, great. Well, I'm excited today to welcome Ryan Sullivan, CEO and founder of podcastprinciples.com. So thank you so much, Ryan, for taking time out of your day to talk to me. Um, I know that your information is going to be super valuable, and I'm excited to, to talk to you. Linda, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this conversation, and also any chance that I get to talk about podcasts on a podcast, well, that's just <laughs> probably my uh, couple of my passions combined there. Um, and I, I like what you've been doing. We have been talking like before you even launched this. So excited to be on it and see it launched and, and released and excited to uh, see what we get into today. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I talked to you and told you I was going to launch it. This is back because I just launched it in January. So I'm one of these people. If I say something, I have to do it. Like I do it. Uh, but it's a little intimidating because this is your line of work. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see how Don't I do be, it. I'm not that good at it. Trust me. I'm still learning. That's what that's what I tell people. It's the thing with a podcast is that it it is a constantly. I mean, I'm talking. You're learning new things at episode 100 that you now plan for that you didn't even realize at episode 50. It's just it's continuing. You know, never ends type of thing. Yeah. And then you look back at what you did at the beginning, and you're like, "What was I even thinking? <laughs> like, this is so yeah, bad." Right. I do the right. YouTube this videos, is... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, well, you're still putting it out there. That's the number one thing. Is most people won't hit publish, so you know that that differentiates you off their bat, which is interesting. Yeah, especially for copywriters with such introverts, you know. So, but I wanted to jump in with something you mentioned, like in your bio, you said that it, it sounds like it was a really bad year for you. You lost a podcast guest to a car accident, and then you met Gary Vee. So it seems like two opposite ends of the emotional spectrum. Can you talk a little bit about you know, how those situations brought you to where you are, are now? Yeah, totally. So, you know, I had a friend in community college who um, he was just one of these people that kind of like they he just like lit up the room, you know, like you wanted to be around this guy. And he just had a very vibrant personality and completely unapologetically himself. Like he didn't care what you thought about him. He was a pizza delivery driver during the day and he was a, he was a DJ at night and he just had that um, you know, enthusiasm, you know, and I had no idea who he was, but I just liked him. Um, I liked his personality. I sat next to him in class and we kind of hit it off. And, um, 
I was like, man, this guy's a good from this guy's a good guest for my podcast. And back then, the podcast was not a fully formed idea. Like it was just this stupid thing that I did in my garage, and you know, just for fun. Really, uh-huh. wasn't good. wasn't a good conversation. You know, didn't understand how to interview people and all that stuff. But it was a learning experience. But I figured this person would be perfect to have on the podcast. So he, I invite him. He comes. His friend comes with him, and they were like best friends. So um, it was a really cool experience, and it was just a fun podcast. And I didn't really think much of it but you know we all had a good time you know it, it did pretty well in terms of like the views that I was getting at the time so um you know it was just a fun it was a fun show and then the next year kind of came around and I was planning on having him on again because he was getting way more into DJing and like doing it at a higher level and he was really kind of excelling in that and so once again hey you have somebody on one time you know, my podcast is really conversational. So I like to have people on, I've had certain people on three times, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, man, let's come back on again. And, you know, time passes, month or two passes. And I had a friend of mine reach out to me and he said, Hey man, you know, Brian Conklin, right? And I was like, yeah, man, I had him on podcast. He's a friend of mine. This friend who reached out to me was my first ever guest on the podcast. And he knew Brian, who was probably guest number like nine or something like that. So I said, yeah, man, like I had him on the podcast. We've been friends for like a year, over a year now. And he let me know that he passed away tragically in a car accident. Um, And this friend of mine was also, we were all into music, cars and business, you know, like that was our traditional kind of young in your 20s guys, uh, you know, things that you love. So um, we were all into that. Um, We all had nice, like we all were into cars and like driving fast and all that stuff and those reckless things you do when you're 20. But um, unfortunately, that took him away from us. But what that did do was it solidified in so- something in my mind that I never realized before, which was that the podcast or whatever you're doing, if you're involving other people, it's almost always bigger than yourself. And you don't really you can't predict what that's going to become later on. Right. So, you know, when it came to Brian and like that experience um, that day, I stopped everything I was doing. And I all the only thing I could think to do was release a video clip from the podcast to at least like give somewhat of a memorial of him you know i had 200 followers but like let me you know let me do something i really didn't know what to do i'm like 20 years old like i don't really know how to handle the situation but um i released a video clip it got a lot like a lot of shares like everybody shared it because it was a video of him talking and his mom reached out to me his cousin his aunts and uncles his brother and sister um reached out to me and they just said thank you for having a two hour conversation that we can always go back and like, listen to him talk and hear his voice. And, you know, you have small videos. I mean, especially in the age of social media, you have small videos of people, but you really don't have like hours of conversation of their mannerisms and things like that. Right. So that was kind of a moment, what I call like a, this is real moment for me. And I have, Mm -hmm. I've had a few of these in my life, but I kind of uh, shifted my mindset of like, Okay, this whole thing, it's not like I started it for me, but I started it because I wanted to do it personally. But like any time that you put something out there and involve other people, it ends up being um, always bigger or always something different than what you originally intended. And the kind of the universe is going to let you know what it the value, the real value of it. Right. So from that day on, like I really just kind of pivoted my view of what I was doing. I didn't think of that episode as a stupid podcast that I did when I didn't know what I was talking about. I thought of it as a kind of way to remember my friends. So and for his family, especially, right? Because I didn't grow up with this kid. I was only friends with him for a year or two. Um, So, you know, so that happened. And I kind of was in this mode of, I wasn't really releasing the podcast. Like I was kind of in an in-between stage. And 
later that year to touch on the uh, Gary V, meaning Gary V. Later that year, a friend texted me and he said, hey, man, I'm on Gary V's wine texting list. Um, he's going to be at this liquor store in New Jersey and he's doing a meet and greet. Do you want to come with me? And I he knew I was the biggest Gary V fan from day one. <laughs> like I was the dude posting Gary V when nobody knew who he was. And yeah. they're like, why are you posting this guy? Right. So. Um, so, yeah, we ended up going to the liquor stores like 45 minutes from my house because I'm in New Jersey. And um, I remember I waited in line for i said i know we were like predicted we we're like he's gonna be right there there's a stack of his books like you know it's in this big his dad's big liquor store you know yeah. i start talking to his dad in the parking lot like it was all cool like grassroots stuff going on and uh we waited in line and then his assistant said sorry guys like you could take a picture but if you want to ask him a question you got to wait in line again now the line is three times longer because we got wow. there two hours early so we could meet him first and so I'm like, all right, well, we're here. So my friend's like, no brainer. Let's get in the back of the line. So then we get in the back of the line. So then we go through the whole line. I was like, all right, Gary, I got my question. So I asked him my question and um, don't really think anything of it. My friend asked him a question because uh, he details cars and he said, hey, I'll detail your car. And he was like, I don't have a car. Like, you know, so he's doing his like, you know, his Gary V thing. And he just roasts my friend, like roasts his whole <laughs> idea of what he came up to do. And it was so Gary V. And I'm sitting in class probably two, three months later, and I see all these notifications on my phone. I'm like, going on? So I check my phone, and I go out in the hallway, and um, his team posted the video of me asking him the question. So it was wild on his account. So it has like 900,000 views now, and I went and replied to every single comment, um, you know, and just was in the DMs, just Gary Vee approach. Um, which, so I didn't really expect that, but that kind of, once again, like another thing where I went, oh man, like maybe I really do have to start transitioning into what I want to do because I'm like having all these signs, you know, that are telling me like from Brian to Gary V, I talked to a life coach for an hour or two. That's another story. But, um, yeah, so it was really after those two experiences in like those two years or that one year of like a massive kind of shift and me just being like, maybe I can you know, start leaning a little bit more into what I want to do, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. So it's like the universe said to you, you know, you're in the right place. I always do. I look for signs. Like if things are falling into place, it's like, this is where I want to be. But then the other thing, I had a friend of mine who used to say, don't push the river. Like if you're trying to do something and it's just not working, maybe you need to reassess, you know, on the other end. So I do the same thing. It's interesting. Um, But to get into like content talk. So when you talk about content demand, what actually is it? And how does podcasting fit in? Yeah, I don't think that I made this phrase up, but I feel like I've been using it. I really haven't seen a lot of people using it because it really is extremely simple. Like the, con- the way that I look at content demand is just like the television model, like the model of a show and an episode goes out. And then the next week you wait for the next episode and you sit there by the TV and then you wait for it to come on. Like, remember before we had Netflix and all that stuff and like when it was just instant. Um, so that's how I look at content demand. Like, I, I guess my definition of it is basically so you think of business demand right everybody says demand generation we need to generate demand we have to have a waiting list of people to buy stuff or whatever it is why not have a waiting list of people to wait for your next podcast episode to come out you know Mm -hmm. that and those aren't i'm not saying those are customers i'm saying that's an audience like as a business um or in your marketing you can create things that people actually wait for and that they want to see rather than just releasing random information on a non 
you know, on a non-predictable time interval, right? So yeah. I just look at content demand as building an audience of people that actually want to consume your content, regardless of what you're selling, basically. Yeah, and that makes total sense. So it's, it's like on LinkedIn, they say you should always post at the same time every day, which I try to do. I mean, I post in the general hour, but it seems like people do, you know, kind of follow. If they follow you, they will be looking out for that. And it's one of the rules I can't seem to adhere to. But do you post the same time every day? Pretty it's much. within uh, probably like 30 or 40 minutes. Like I usually try to post at 8 a.m., but some days it might be 8.20 if I'm doing a video and other days it's 7.55. So, yeah, I, I've i found that in my experience, like it doesn't matter the time as much. Like for me, um, 8 a.m. I will say is a big difference than 11 a.m., but mm-hmm. for some reason, 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. were like not much different in terms of the reach of my posts. So I think that there's like a I think it's a good rule almost for habit forming that you should post at the same time every day. Yeah. But in terms of like the algorithm, I think you could probably post at 8 a.m. for a week and then post at 2 p.m. for a week. And, you know, you might see similar results, you know. But, uh, yeah, I try to do it more as like a habit on my end, honestly. Yeah. So it's sort of like working out like you just want to be able to know that, you know, I, I mean, for me. It's like yesterday, I just had so much going on. I didn't post till like four in the afternoon. And the other thing too is what time zone are we talking about? Everyone says 8 a.m. What, you know, we're all over the world. I mean, what time zone is that? It's supposed to be East Coast? I assume it's East Coast because usually that's what- Yeah, for me, it's East Coast, but I totally accept the fact that I'm not reaching like a quarter of the audience probably because of their time zone, you know, which is a factor, which posting twice a day might actually, you know, quell that a little bit. I did that yesterday yesterday or the day before i don't know but that's why i'm kind of all over i try to post between nine and ten o'clock but this is also i'm on i'm on arizona so like pacific time so i don't know where everybody yep. else is but i just do it i'm pretty consistent and i hope for the best and i get a lot of engagement so I guess it's no you're supposed to do well yeah definitely and it, it, there's something there's a point where it's like there's no rules really you know like people just gurus and linkedin gurus and stuff just tell you stuff and then people like oh my god it's like scripture it's like right what if when you do it differently um i'll test something i just had this my friend of mine luke matthews on linkedin i had Mm -hmm. something i said listen i don't engage before i post i just post and i tried engaging before and it didn't change anything and he went i tried not engaging before and my posts bombed and i'm like okay so we're both right or wrong or something, you know, it's like, it just, there's really no rules, you know? Yeah. I try to, I try to comment for about, about 15, 20 minutes, sometimes longer. And then I'll post something. Cause I find it does seem to get more engagement. I don't know. I heard that. And that's easy enough for me to do. Cause sometimes I get ideas from whatever comments I leave. So, cause I don't really plan things out. It's the other thing. I don't, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you need to plan out your, what your topics are. It's like every day I have something else in my mind. Like I never am at a loss. So you know, that's, that's a good thing, I guess, when, when your mind is all over the place, <laughs> but, but there's Me also, too. there's a lot of talk about attention span and social media, even like with what I do with copywriting, it's like long, you know, long form copy versus short form. So what do people typically get wrong about that? Is there, is, are there any rules about, or, you know, attention spans and what do you think about that? I just think that there's you have TikTok and things like that where people are like short form. Everybody consumes short form. And what about Netflix? Netflix has movies. People binge stuff for like hours. Right. Like, so I just don't believe like, sure, you can tell me scientifically that attention spans are getting shorter, but that has no bearing on how I release my content. Like, and I don't think it should have any bearing on on really the content that you make in the way that um 
you shouldn't be like, I was going to do an hour long podcast and now I'm going to do it for 20 minutes because I think attention spans are getting shorter. Well, okay. Is the, you know, 3000 people in your audience are their attention spans getting shorter? Like, and by how much, you know, if you just dig a little bit deeper, it really just doesn't seem to make sense. Um, and the fact that people have no problem listening, the biggest podcast in the world is three hours long. Um, and is it? yeah, I would end arguably like top three, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. So I'm referencing Joe Rogan and then, there's top 10 podcasts that are two minutes long or five minutes or yeah. there's TikTok videos that are six seconds that get 20 million views in like two hours. So it's just it seems to me that to say attention spans are getting shorter means you should make short content. Um, there's just too much evidence to point to the fact that long form content that people will also consume that. So I just look at it like people will consume long content. That's good. You know, right. they're not going to consume long content that's not entertaining. Or like for me, for instance, I don't read long LinkedIn posts. Mm -hmm. I just don't like to. So I just keep scrolling. But somebody else will, you know, yeah. and you don't shouldn't make content just for me, you know. So yeah. that's kind of how I look at the attention. <laughs> I, I try to mix it up, you know, but the thing with even with copywriting, I mean, one of the things that I do is when, you know, writing a landing page is accommodating different types of decision makers and readers. And so it would be, you know, long form, you see these sales pages that go on forever. But if somebody gets to the page, you just want to skim, you want to have those crossheads and subheadings that pop out so they can just jump from one to the other. So, you know, a good post, even on LinkedIn, should be kind of like that. Today I did a shorter than usual one because sometimes I'm a writer, so I go on and on sometimes and I go, wait a minute, a few bullet points might help us out, you know. But yeah, I think if it's interesting, it, people will, they'll read it and they'll listen to it, you know, it, oh, and yeah. even on, yeah, now that TikTok, it'll be interesting to see on TikTok how the, I think the length they're allowing 10 minute videos now. That's what TikTok. I heard. Yeah. And I was just telling um, someone else, cause I'd heard from someone on TikTok that if you click that you like a video, but you don't watch the whole video on TikTok, that it counts as a bot. Like the algorithm sees you as a bot because you you just click before you actually watch the whole thing. Because she was saying on her TikTok video, she goes, people, please, if you like my video, please watch it to the end. But now I'm aware of it and I get on there and some of the TikToks are, you know, they're getting long and it's like, all right, I like this, but I don't really want to sit here for 10 minutes. You know, it's not what I expected mm. from TikTok. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. So even with podcasting, yeah. I think it's a percentage um, from what I've seen is that people it's a certain they have to they have to watch. It's called dwell time. They have to like watch yeah. the video for a certain percentage of time to then allow it. And a percentage of the they'll send it to 50 people. A certain percentage of those 50 people will have to watch the video for a certain percentage of the video for the, to send to another 50. And so I don't think it counts. I don't know. I mean, it totally could be wrong, but I don't think it's like I don't think they count it as a bot. I think they they know it's actually more specific than that. They know how much time you're watching that video and they just count the percentage of the time that you watched it. So it's not like it's, it's the, that would mean that it's, it's like black or white, which it's not like they just count your percentage of watch time. So yeah, it's TikTok's interesting. We're doing it right now. Um, we're repurposing our podcast and putting it on TikTok and it's like doing, it's, it's kind of doing okay. Like we're just figuring it out, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a whole new world for sure. <laughs> I haven't so much started there. yet. I haven't started. Um, I keep thinking about it and I'm, I'm really getting FOMO from everyone on LinkedIn saying, Oh, you need to get on there. It's like, I can barely keep up with LinkedIn and my podcasts. It's like, this is new. What, you know, what else? Cause then they had the whole thing with clubhouse, which didn't work out, but I think that TikTok does seem to have sticking power. So. We'll oh, see. it's been around for 10 years, TikTok. So people don't it know. It has? This. 
Oh yeah, it was it was a different company before it was. They changed their name to TikTok, um, and there was Triller before that. So yeah, no, no, TikTok has been. They have the best algorithm in the game. Everybody, Instagram tried to copy it. They don't know what the hell they're doing. YouTube, YouTube is saying at least YouTube's going. And I know somebody in the YouTube, uh, in a YouTube uh, kind of pod creator program where they basically YouTube invites creators that are at a certain level over a certain amount of subscribers who release actively. They invite them into like groups to help them tried to ask them what they want changed right and so youtube's doing their own thing tiktok's algorithm's way advanced like there's no way anybody's coming close to that and then instagram is just like hey we're trying to do something like (laughs) we'll we'll give you a bunch of views and it'll be random you know so it's just yeah but yeah most people don't know that about tiktok this is not tiktok's one of been around for a very long time um it's just very popular now that's interesting because remember vine that was that was popular for a minute that was the original I, TikTok, basically. Was that yeah. the original? Oh well, not the, like the company wasn't well, kind, the same, yeah, but yeah, yeah the premise. same concept and the same concept of if you're on there with the suit and tie, nobody's gonna listen to you. You have mm-hmm. to be wearing a baseball hat in your basement, like in dark lighting or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's like the quality doesn't matter, and that uh, was Vine. The Vine was the creativity of six seconds, and um, yeah, it's TikTok is kind of its own uh, animal for sure. But I get those kind of vibes that that uh that the same thing where you're kind of designing this thing that's so short you know yeah uh, just get people to watch it it's hard i mean to come up with some of the things i watch some of these videos and i'm like it takes a lot of like the people who talk to themselves in different costumes i mean that's got to take a lot of time and if they're doing it you know ahead of time and, and batching it like i said i'm just overwhelmed like if i'm going to jump into it i'm going to have to do it all the way and i'm just not ready so <laughs> but i will at some point <laughs> yeah you have yep. to let me know how it goes for you but um for well sure. speaking of like podcasts so what like right now i'm looking at these i have new lights for my my because it's a video podcast obviously and i'm trying all different kinds of lighting what kind of tips can you give some you know give us about improving either the the audio or and or the video quality of our podcasts. Yeah, so, so audio, audio basics, um, a $25 microphone is vastly different than a $100 microphone. A $100 microphone is not that different from a $300 microphone for the average listener. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do anything on audio or video that's being recorded and then released, have a microphone, spend at least $100. Um, I have one that I recommend, which is the Audio-Technica ATR2100. I have it sitting over there. I've had it for years. Um, Super dynamic and very, very simple. You can plug it into any computer, just USB. Um, So standard, like that's what I recommend, like microphone, have one if you're going to be recording it. It costs you barely anything and people Mm -hmm. will be able, will not. You you don't want to give them a reason to click off and you don't want your audio quality to be the reason they click off. Um, right. And, and some of them are bad. I've listened to some podcasts. It's like, I don't know where they recorded them. But oh yeah. Like on a, was this like a toaster or potato or something? Like, what did you, what did you use for this? Was this right. like a rock band a microphone? Like, yeah, for real. And, and you know, so people will say, I love this. People will say, it's all about the content, man. And uh, yeah, dude, if you're like Tony Robbins, they're going to listen to yeah. you, you know, on when it's recorded with like a phone from 2008. But um, <laughs> you're not that like you're you and you need you're like gaining an audience. And then for, for me personally, but I'm an audio guy, like, right. So I have a different standard. But yeah, if I'm listening to a podcast, the, the audio is not good. Like if I really like the person, I will. But if I'm checking it out, 
that is the a great way to make me click off and never listen to your podcast again, probably because like me you too. really only get one shot a lot of the times. And so that's 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 the audio side of it. Keep it simple. Learn how to set up your microphone. Ask somebody who has one, or just go on YouTube. Make sure it has set it up correctly. Make sure you know like how far it should be from you. The gain if you have an interface and things like that. That's a little bit into the weeds. Um, but in terms of the video, I think now if you're going to record yourself on audio, why not record the video too? Because we live in a video world. The biggest you know, platforms for reach that we literally just spent 10 minutes on is TikTok, which right. is all video, 100% video. And so with all, not all audio is video, but all video is audio. So get your mic, right? So, you know, have a decent mic. And then um, I just suggest, uh, first of all, a decent webcam. The one I'm using right now is $60 now. It was 140 bucks when I bought it, like, years ago. Um, and then the older brother of this webcam is, like, $170 now, which is, like, amazing 4k quality so any budget you can buy a decent well which one do you recommend because uh, i have like right now i'm just using one for my computer i had a webcam and it was awful and it, i had spent some money on it and i just didn't like the everything was fuzzy and i don't know if, i don't know i just don't even know which one i recommend get. two uh the the one i'm using now which is the just 1080p it's not 4k i think 1080p hd should be your standard um and that is the logitech c920 um, okay. And that one's $60 on Amazon right now and definitely great quality, really? okay. um, in my opinion, for, for the price, for sure. And then the Logitech Brio is the newer version of that, which is 4K. One of our clients is using it for their in-person podcast. You know, they only have one camera angle and they just put it on them and, and, and it looks great, um, in my opinion. It's just always better than like a a basic, um, you know, kind of, I guess not having one, but in your case, I mean, you're using a computer webcam. If that webcam is better than the one you bought, then obviously you got to use that one. Um, so you want to make sure you invest in one that, you know, actually has, is better than what you already have in your computer, you know? Right. Right. For sure. That makes sense. Um, and what about you and I talked about this before about a backdrop. So you have your logo behind you and I had a blank wall, which people say, I, I get mixed reviews. Like somebody had said to me, um, oh, you want to have the blank wall because it's easy to edit. Um, I found it really boring. So I put up a bunch of artwork. Uh, what, are, what are your feelings on that, having a background? Yeah, and uh, I definitely want to touch on lighting too after we talk oh, about yeah, this background because just for like a minute. Um, but yeah, in terms of backdrop, I like having us like if you don't have the kind of artwork and knickknacks and stuff, like just having a, a solid color wall is I think way better than uh, the worst thing. I'll say this, like, because there's not like a, everybody's space is different. Just don't have light behind you. That's the only thing you have. That's my only rule. Just don't yeah. have any light behind you and only have it in front of you. Um, and like, this is the difference for people who are on video. Um, I don't know if that made a big, but this is when I turn my light off, right? Like that yeah. difference is, is, is kind of crazy. And yeah. only from just, you know, having a, a proper lighting source. Uh, but yeah, in terms of backdrop, I'd say a solid wall or have something like this. Like we actually, now that you asked me about this the other day, I'm actually going to be selling these things <laughs> because we have a distributor now who we're talking to, to be able to sell them, which is really cool. Oh, um, cool. For, okay. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I can use it for events. This is the highest like quality material and stuff like that. And I don't know all the details on like, you know, fabrics and stuff like that, but um, that's a route to go. But I would say just make sure it's not too busy. And also just the lighting, I think, is is ideal. But you don't like, you know, we've seen these Zoom 
uh, memes where people are like, you know, have their entire laundry behind them and all that stuff. So, you know, and to- totally I can see, you know, that happening. So that's kind of one of the obvious ones. But yeah, I think the lighting is the biggest one for video that people don't normally um, get. And so if you don't have a ring, a ring light is $25 people like just go on Amazon and get a ring light. If you yeah. have no light, um, use a lamp. I've used a lamp before I've used a work light. I've used anything that I had. Um, but if you have nothing else, be in front of a window. That's a great way. Natural light, nothing. Ask a photographer on the darkest day of the year with the most clouds. They're still, um, natural light is still one of the best light sources. So, yeah, I had, uh, I have a friend that does, uh, photography and during COVID, she took everything online and she was actually like most of the pictures I post on LinkedIn are just selfies that I did through her course. So we had the remote clicker. In fact, on some of them, I didn't hide the clicker. You could see it in my hand because she would say, you got to hide that thing. But she was doing, it was ingenious on her part because she was doing these classes through the computer. So we'd have to set up our computers. She had us do a backdrop um, and she would guide us into different poses and bring your shoulder down and do this. And so a lot of the pictures that, you know, I took a whole bunch of them. And when I was, it was about six, uh, eight month course. And so, uh, but she always said, get in front of a window and make sure, like I'm in front of a window, but I have two monitors in front of me. So it's blocking it. So I still have to have light, you know, but, but the wow, light that's be- ingenious. Yeah. There's been so many cool, like, I mean, our business spawned from COVID, um, but there's been so many interesting ideas that creatives and that's the thing you get a photographer videographer podcast like you know creative people they're gonna find a way somehow to continue doing what they're doing that's very uh that's that's a great idea yeah it's been a couple of years now too and she's been doing it you know and it's growing and last i heard i mean she had a lot of people signing up for it it's like a course now she has an app i think and so yeah you just have to think about what else you can do but that's how i got so many of my photos because you know and i bought a backdrop i don't really use it I mean, except for those pictures, but I have it. I know what to do with it. Now I have her app. I can just do it on my own, you know? So, but yeah, natural lighting was the key. She always said to us, get in front of a window. So yeah, that's awesome. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about as far as making sure that you have like a, you know, a a podcast that really resonates with people? Yeah. I mean, I'd, it just, I, I kind of have a feel for your audience and I think it's kind of the, um, you know, more business focused and B2B rather than some guy like sitting in his basement or something like that. So, you know, in that case, you are um, dealing with people that really intimately understand what they're doing, right? They're experts probably in some form of whether it's marketing or whatever, but you, you got to think about like, okay, how many B2B marketing podcasts are there, you know, or how do many B2B sales podcasts are there or, how, you know, but there's not a lot of B2B sales podcasts for the um, HVAC industry, you know, or whatever. Right. So I think when it comes to this arena of podcasting, the kind of business focus, um, I think being as specific, like, take your pool of your most specific customers, like the biggest pool of them, and then just make like angle it towards that um, Mm -hmm. would be my advice. Because I think like a lot of podcasts, maybe will try to do it all, or they'll try to have so many, they'll have like a goal and then they'll add so many other goals because they want it to be all of their marketing or something like that, or they're putting all their eggs in one basket. Right. So I think um, especially in the landscape of like them, they're being not, I don't really even see this other podcast as competition. I'm just looking at it from the lens of, hey, how can you differentiate yourself off the bat? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, which I think you're doing a great, a really good, um, job of that where you're not like, this is B2B marketing. It's all just B2B marketing. Like how can we tie it into these other industries, whether it's podcasting, right. Or, or sales or whatever it might be. So, um, kind of taking that similar approach of, um, maybe going a little bit deeper on the topic or mm-hmm. something like that when you're hand, when you're thinking about a podcast for your company or for your brand, right? comes right. back to content demand. Why is somebody going to come back? Well, they're going to come back because you have five people from this very specific niche of B2B roofing company marketers, right? Or something like right. that. Um, <laughs> something that nobody else really has access to, right? So yeah. that's kind of how I look at it. Like I'm really in the rep personal brand realm. Um, and, and that's really like most of the podcasts I work on. Um, but when it comes to the business ones, that's just kind of my like off the cuff thoughts on what I see kind of in the, in the world of podcasting there. And that was why I wanted to focus on copywriting and marketing. Cause I know there's a lot of marketing podcasts and there's a lot of copywriting podcasts. And I thought, you know, and a lot of them do merge the two, but I wanted something that was more, you know, more of a blend of the two of them. So I didn't see anything exactly like that. At least it's not, they're not marketed that way. So, and as I said earlier, I mean, copywriters are introverts. I'm an introvert. I'm okay. One-on-one, but you know, I'm not, it's hard to just do something like this when you're, it's not like, doesn't come naturally. you know. Oh yeah. There's so many personalities and some people fit it a lot better. Um, And I think I've, the number one thing for me, whether they're introverted, extroverted, whatever, is just really um, getting past the barrier of Okay, I'm gonna put this out and I'm and I understand that not everybody's gonna like it and that people are gonna judge me and people are gonna judge my brand and my podcast and they're gonna judge my opinions and that is completely okay, you know? And so that's one like I almost have it to the point like where I don't care so much that I'm like always just obviously I'm gonna speak differently on each podcast, but like on my own podcast, like I will say any of my like I, 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 I'm okay because I know that people, people are going to, at the end of the day, like you for your opinions, really. Right. Right. So that's how most people are differentiated in terms of their brand. So yeah, it's a big, um, I mean, even as an extrovert, we deal with it, um, but definitely a little bit easier to get that ball rolling um, if you're in that category. (laughs) I once had a friend who was very well known in the fitness business. I did a, I co-hosted a podcast for Bowflex with him. And I was, I've gotten hate mail when I was in the fitness business. And he told me, he said, listen, you're going to know you really made it when somebody devotes an entire website on how much they hate you. So (laughs) he said, don't worry. He said, just start a folder of all the hate mail and call it crazy people and, and get on with it. But yeah, but yeah, unfortunately it's part, you're always going to have people judging you, but they're the ones who will never say it to your face as well. So yeah. Yeah. So last thing, just where can people find you? Uh, What are some of the like LinkedIn and where else can they find you? Yeah. Your so website? Uh, podcastprinciples.com. Um, that's going to have uh, everything that we do. We help people launch their podcast without wasting time. We have a system to do it. If you need, if you're the type of person that's like, listen, I don't want to learn a hundred thousand things. I just want to have somebody guide me through this and then be able to launch my podcast quickly and easily. That's what we do. Everything's there. Podcastprinciples.com. Free resources there. Um, we have a podcast creatively named podcast principles where we go over the 15 (laughs) principles that every podcaster needs to know. And it's just, it's not just podcasting, uh, but it's also content creation too. And and a little bit of building your brand. And those are five to 10 minute snippets, um, scripted episodes, like no BS, no fluff at all, just getting right to the point. Um, So that's a great resource for folks that um, maybe you're looking to get into podcasts. Maybe you want to learn about how to be a guest on a podcast first. Okay. We have an episode 
and a, and a PDF guide dedicated just to that if you want to get started there. So um, that's what I would recommend, all the free resources. And then if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Ryan R. Sullivan. If you do Ryan Sullivan, you're not, I don't think you're going to find me. May, I might have good at LinkedIn SEO on on maybe, I have to check that out. I'm not really sure, but Ryan R. Sullivan on, on LinkedIn if you want to connect with me there. And um, yeah, that's basically it. I'm, I'm, I'm in, you know, if you type in Ryan Sullivan, or my other brand is called Sully Bop. That's S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P. And that's where I rap and produce and make podcasts and things like that. So anything awesome. like that, just check it out. Google it. It should come up. And you know. <laughs> You're all over. Yeah. And I know you post every, do you post every day on LinkedIn? Pretty yeah, much. five days a week. I don't post much on the weekends. Maybe you get a get a random weekend post. But yeah, five Monday through Friday, one hundred percent, always posting, and it's always content creation, LinkedIn, personal brand, um, or podcasting related, and um, really try to keep those straight to the point and um, posting every day. Definitely connect with me, shoot me a message, one hundred percent. Always just I I most of my days are half of it's mostly on calls and just talking to people and networking. So hit me there awesome. too. That'd be great. Well, I thank you so much for being on today, Ryan. It was, it's been eye-opening and a lot of great actionable advice. So thanks again. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your time. Landa, thank you so much for uh, doing this today. I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's, it was really cool to see your podcast. And that's why I checked in with you. Like, I don't mess around. Like, I'm not trying. I don't. I'm not. People think I'm. Um, they're like, what's his agenda? I'm like, no, no, no. You don't know the amount of people that talk that I talk to that never launch their podcast. Like if I can send a message, you didn't need it because you're the type of person that just jumps right in. Like if you <laughs> decide you're going to do it. But I send these messages because I want your podcast to launch. I don't care if you uh -huh. work with me or work with some other guy or That's don't work funny. with anybody, but I want that podcast to go out. So um, it's, it was really cool for us to connect about that, like literally in December. And now I'm here on your show. So that's the power of the podcast right there. And you know, what's funny is I did it because I had a bet, well, not a bet, but I had a friend who was going to, he says, I'm launching my podcast in January. And I said, who's going to do it first? And so we were kind of, and, and he still hasn't launched his, but it's because he's super busy with work. So it's not like I can, you know, super I can just busy credit. with work. Okay. Man, I've heard it before. <laughs> well, I did it and he didn't. So yeah. Hey, there you go. Awesome. Hey, friendly competition might be the best way to launch your podcast. Actually, Exactly. All right, cool. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Linda, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon.